Benvenidos and welcome to the Platform Latino podcast where we profile, highlight, and bring to the airwaves the successes of our community and those helping us to get us there. I'm your host, Osvaldo Valdez, and I'd like to thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome today. We have the amazing Vanessa Fondor, and she's representing Latino World Travelers, which she founded several years ago. I'm super excited to to interview her and have her on the podcast and, you know, take away a few of our travel blues from being quarantined for this whole pandemic. Maybe we can um, take a mental trip and and plan our next travel and we can learn some more. Um, Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much, Osvaldo. I'm so excited to be here and I cannot wait to share my experiences with you. So welcome everyone. I'm Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so, so Vanessa, let's like, I like to have the, the, the listeners know a little bit of your backstory or your, your, your journey in life and, you know, what got you to the point of starting Latino World Travelers. Oh, great. Uh, so I, um, uh, I came to the United States at 17 years old. And then I went to college, always dream of traveling because that was the first time I came. I I actually was on an airplane in my life and I was fascinated by it. And then when I went to college, I always saw my friends going, uh, studying abroad. They went to Ghana, to Senegal. and, And I said, why not me? So I started inquiring and asking professors And I applied for a scholarship and ended up going to France, Spain, and Portugal. And since then, I just fell in love with experiencing other cultures, traveling. And eventually, I became a high school teacher uh, in New York City. And I used all of my money to travel. (laughs) Since then, I caught the travel bug, and I have been unstoppable since then. Wow. wow. And, And you came from the Dominican Republic, correct? Yes. So, so how was that going? Because I believe I read that you went to school in upstate New York. I did. So that must have been an experience. Totally different experience. And I barely spoke English, too. So oh, wow. I lived in the writing center, in the libraries. Uh, I was in all the office hours that every professor had. But I made it happen. And then I ended up uh, pursuing my master's degree in Latin American literature at SUNY Albany. So I went from oh, awesome. Binghamton, SUNY Binghamton, to SUNY Albany uh, for my grad school. And there, um, someone told me, why don't you become a teacher? And I, I, that never even crossed my mind. I, I just went to school because I knew I wanted to pursue a further career, but I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of us are in that position. Are we? We think we know what we want to do, and then we start working. We're like, no, nah, I think I got to change tracks. Yeah. And uh, are you still a teacher? Or? I actually retired uh, in 2019. <laughs> I did 10 years uh, of teaching. I absolutely love teaching, um, but I knew that I had something else uh, that was going to be bigger than me. Uh, I uh, taught in a public school. I had an incredible experience. I had so many hats, did so many jobs, changed so many lives. And I still have students now contact me and tell me, oh, we value you so much. I never told you when you taught me, but I'm telling you now. 
So I was one of those teachers that was involved in everything. <laughs> I ran uh, the student government, Latin dance club. Um, I even did at one point, um, uh, what was the name? Zumba. Like oh, I was wow. on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like doing high school all over again, but as an adult, I, mm -hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed teaching. And I also traveled with my students. I took them to China, Morocco, Ireland, um, Spain, um, let me see, UK, Italy, Greece. Oh, wow. How was that like experience where um, cause some of these kids, I'm sure that was their first time traveling. And then how was it like what, <laughs> traveling on your own for your own self versus traveling with a, a group of students? Oh, a completely different experience because you go from going with the flow, traveling solo, to managing a group of like 33 students sometimes. The smallest group was eight, the largest group was 33. And, uh, but the great thing about it is that they were always eager to learn, um, to try new foods. And whenever they came back, they will message me like, miss, miss, look what I try now. And it was so fulfilling to me because uh, that's exactly what I wanted to get out of it, to wake that desire in them to pursue more things, to learn more and, and, and spark that curiosity for, for, for cultures and for food specifically. Because sometimes they wanted to eat, you know, fast food. And I'm like, no, we're in Spain, eat paella. You know what I mean? Yeah, have some tapas, try something new. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I, 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 we put a, I put a post this morning about um, our, our interview and I, I put pictures of my trip to the, I did the Camino de Santiago in Spain, which was like my all time favorite trip. And um, I just remember like the food and I was with some British people and every time they ordered cake or it was a custard or a cupcake, every time they ordered that, no matter what the translation said, it came out to be flan. So it was like a running joke. No matter what they order, they're gonna get flying. <laughs> but but it definitely opens up your horizons and um, the experience of traveling just just alone. It just gives you a different perspective. It gives you um, it makes you appreciative of what you have because you see sometimes see and you realize actually it's almost the the bare necessities of what you really need in life. Because sometimes when you travel to these places, you it's not as easily accessible as it is here in the United States. But it's definitely um, it helps you bring culture, well-roundedness. It's, it's it's I wish I I traveled more internationally uh, as younger. But um, in my adult life, you know, that's all. My parents are like, save some money, buy a house. I'm like, no, I want to go travel. <laughs> I'd rather travel now while I'm able to and physically able to and stuff than than wait till the the end. So what was the moment in 2019 that you said, I'm done with teaching, I want to focus? Is that when you founded Latino World Travelers or you? I started Latino World Travelers as a Facebook group in 2015 because okay. I was already traveling on my own. I was already traveling with my students, but I didn't see any Latinos when I travel. Any, if I saw a Latino, they were from Argentina or Chile, maybe from Mexico, but they were not from the United States. And it bothered me. So I wanted to see other Latinos. And my way of tackling that issue, it was, let me create a group 
and invite my friends, share my experiences with them uh, and see how my experiences can inspire them to travel. So it could create a trickle effect. And then maybe someone will see their experiences and travel as well. And I've actually made a huge impact. Uh, I started in 2015 just sharing flight deals. Like there was this flight deal to Dubai for 178 round trip. And I'm like, it's a no brainer. Like if people don't sign up for this. Um, and um, people have seen now that you don't need to have a lot of money to travel. You just need to plan and plan accordingly. There are so many travel hacking uh, tips that you can that you can do and follow and implement, so you can travel for technically free. So now we know that the issue is not necessarily finances. It could be in certain, in certain cases, but it also has to be with your mindset. What are you willing to allow yourself uh, to explore and come out of your comfort zone? Definitely, definitely, and, and planning ahead always helps, especially with the finance financial part of it, because. Traveling can be expensive, but it also can be very affordable. Like I think I mentioned to you when we, we talked earlier that, you know, I try to plan a trip with some friends and they were stuck on the price of the plane ticket. But I said, you don't realize when once we get there, we, we were going to Cartagena, everything's so much more affordable and cheaper than, than it is in the United States. You can get a beer for less than a dollar. You can get a whole spread of uh, bandeja paisa beers to, to your drunk off your, your butt. And you know, you're only spending $30, but like, so like there's those cost benefits. You got to look at the whole package instead of just, you know, okay. The plane ticket is too expensive. Forget it. You know, you got to be um, open-minded. That, that's definitely that's open-minded because for example, my family wanted me to get married in Dominican Republic. The flights to the R were $800 and if you do it in a resort, it's $200 per day per person. You know? Meanwhile, I said, no, I'm going to do it in Thailand. Thailand, the flights were $385 round trip. And I got Airbnbs for $30. So it ended up being a fraction of the price mm -hmm. just because I challenged them and told them, no, it's going to be in Thailand. And I had over 35 people there. Wow. So they would have never even thought about going to Thailand if crazy me didn't think, look, we can make it. Let's go. I was having 35 Dominicans in, in Thailand. How, how did that? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> they were so impressed because, you know, that culture is very fascinating. And, and mm -hmm. it was something that they experienced that is totally different to what they're used to. No matter if you live in New York City where you have access to so many cultures, but when you actually experience it and immerse yourself in it, it's a completely different thing. Like when you're getting those massages for $1, don't tell me you can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, in um, 2017, I went to my friend's wedding in India and he's Mexican Dominican and his wife is Indian. And it was a beautiful thing to see the mix of the cultures as well as like the dances and stuff. And everybody had a great time, but it was like, a good fusion of those two and it, it, it's it, it's giving me chills thinking about it because it was such a fun trip and memorable but um so so what was the the impetus like what triggered you and said okay i'm think i'm ready to retire teaching and focus on on um, latino world travelers full-time i was already um starting to plan group trips for adults and um, I took uh, a group of six people to Spain. 
And then I took a group of six people to Mexico for Day of the Dead. And I really felt inspired when I did those group trips. And I said, how can I take this to the next level now? And um, it was my 10th year anniversary was coming. And in teaching, you either do 10, you do 20, or you do 25. And I knew in the bottom of my heart that I wasn't going to do 20. As <laughs> it is a labor of love to teach. So, and I said, I, I know that I'm meant for, for bigger things. And I think pushing our community and pushing those uh, brands in, in travel and tourism to represent us is a big problem. And I said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate myself to this. And it was perfect that my husband uh, got accepted to Stanford to go to business school. So uh -huh. I said, you know what? He's moving there for sure because, you know, <laughs> he has to go to school. I push him to go to school too. So let me take this time while he's going to school to build what I want Latino World Travelers to be. So I dedicated myself that year to do that. And then COVID hit. So all the plans changed. <laughs> and yeah, I have been involved since then. then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, COVID, yeah, COVID put a, a wrench in everybody's plans. <laughs> like you're talking about the, the trips were like 300 to Thailand. Um, I follow this one thing on Instagram called Secret Flying. I don't know if you've heard of yeah. it. And I had bought a ticket for $300 round trip to Israel. And I was supposed to go last May. Wow. And of course, COVID came and said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually you just bought less than a month ago. They launched a, a deal to Ghana um, and Morocco. And there was another city. And I got round trips to Morocco, stopping in Portugal for 285 round trips. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so I booked it for the furthest time possible. So I, October. In October, I'll be in Morocco. By then, hopefully, we can travel. Yeah. <laughs> God willing. And um, I like to talk about, like, you, you mentioned that you, you try to work with brands and travel um, in the travel industry to, to represent Latinos more. Like, how do you go around that? Like, how, like how, does, how do you make the connections? How do you reach out? Like, I'd love to learn more. Well, is going through their websites, finding their contact info, seeing who I can speak with. Um, also through other connections, like I have a lot of friends who are in different fields, not necessarily travel and tourism, but they have different connections with brands that are not necessarily um, showcasing or spotlighting Latinos. So mm -hmm. I come up with strategies on how they can include us more. Um, in their marketing and advertising. Do you have any successes of like that you, you like to share? Of well, I am launching the first ever Latino Travel Festival, which is going to be in March. And I already uh, uh, partnered up with several brands that are looking to push more what, um, where Latinos should be showcased. So the fact that they're already working with us already tell us they are willing to open themselves up to working with Latinos, which is That's that awesome, great man. step already. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, little steps, you know, not even little, but, you know, not to, to minimize it, any steps in the right direction is, is a positive effort. So, yeah. so thanks. And then can you tell us a little bit about this, this um, event in March? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I actually had it, this idea for over three years now. And I bought the domain back then because I knew 
that I wanted to do this. I just didn't know how it was going to happen or when it was going to happen. I, my intention was to launch it last year and then, but in person, but then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And in December, I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait on COVID anymore. I'm just going to launch it and do it virtually. So it's going to be a two-day interactive festival where all Latinos and the allies can join in. We're going to have panels, uh, music. We're going to have culturally immersive activities. Uh, meet and greet, um, networking activities. And I am just so excited because it's, those two days are going to be full of just all Latino and all travel. That, yeah. Well, I know I'm definitely going to take part in that. And um, I'll include a link in the blog post so people can join and, and, and sign up because that, you know, you can't, you can't miss it because it's, it's a good event. Um, does it cost something? Does it's it going to cost, cost $20. Uh, we wanted to oh, make it as affordable as possible so everyone can join in because it's like the first one ever that we are planning in the United States. And I thought to myself, how it doesn't exist already? How? <laughs> so I decided to take it up for myself. I'm going to create this event because if no one is going to do it and I don't want to wait on the sidelines. I want brands to notice us. We already spent $56 billion in travel leisure and we are not in any marketing or advertising. So if they don't notice us, we're going to make them notice us now because there is a very large community already of travelers. So might as well uh, have our voice heard. Yeah, yeah. We're like 20%, almost 20% of the population in the U.S. and, you know, our buying power is immense as well as um we're the 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 fastest growing population so Mm -hmm. we're definitely a force to be reckoned with and we need to be represented and if they don't hop on that 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 bus you know they're they're gonna miss out on a lot of opportunities as well as you know we want to work with reputable brands that that you know want to do this not just do it for the dollar but it, it's a it's a positive thing that they need to do or not to do it for the tokenism but to actually help Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and if um any listeners for for any reason can't afford the twenty dollars, I'll I'll sponsor three people to oh, wow. to go on to yeah. So if you um like the post, you know, send me a message with your your name and your your um what you like most about this interview, and then you know I'll I'll sponsor three people. So exciting! Thank you so much for oh, doing yeah. that. Like wow, your like listeners are gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, I like to to ask you some questions about just just general travel. Um, so, like I mentioned, that I had problems organizing like group travel, and you know, I plan for after this pandemic dies down and everybody's healthy and it's safe to travel again. I want to take trips, but you know, we've been. S- isolated so long I want to take group trips and bring friends and how what are what are the like what are some tips to organizing group travel that makes it easy as well as like the the less stressful and less pressure (laughs) well first one identifying who's the most organized one (laughs) okay and who actually likes to plan because if no one likes to plan then it becomes difficult but if you're going to have a group let's say of three people Um, definitely create a a Google document, a Google Drive document and list how many days you want to go on this vacation. And then 
where do you want to go exactly? So you could break it down into how many days you want to spend in each place. Do you want to go through different cities? Do you want to stay just in one city? Um, and then from there go, okay, what are the best areas to stay in a, whether you're going to stay in a hotel, in someone's home, Airbnb, or anything of that sort. And then from there, after you have the location down, what activities can I do around it? Are there any activities that are one day that I can travel like two or three hours and then come back the same day? And, um, and then start looking for those activities that you are bucket list that you want to do in that specific city and start researching using like things like Viator or um, there's so many sites that you can book things now. You know, but I usually concentrate on the food. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my priority. So I can easily pass up a sightseeing to go experience some 10 course menu at some restaurant. <laughs> That's just me. And I'm very experimental. So decide also with the group, how far are they willing to go in experimenting um, and set expectations. I went with a friend to South Africa and she wanted to go wine tasting, but I wanted to go shark diving. So as long as we set the expectations that we're coming in this trip together, but we also can have our own time to do our own things that interest us, then you can work with any group. Um, no, those are amazing tips. I'm gonna, I'm, I started thinking of ideas. I'm like, okay, I want to go to these places. Let me just put it out there. And if people, you know, I guess I, sometimes you have to take the reins of being the most organized. Mm -hmm. And if they so, don't join you, go by yourself. No, no, I've done that before. Like <laughs> I've gone to, to Cuba. I've gone to um, several places just by myself. Just say, hey, I'm going here. If you want to meet me, these are my dates. <laughs> the world is safer than the media portrays it to be. Because the mm -hmm. media only shows all the bad things. But the world is actually safer than all of that. So any country that you're going to travel to, just do your research stay in areas that are centrally located make sure if you are feeling that you're not safe get then get a higher um star hotel like a three or a four instead of a hostel you know so okay. just do what's comfortable for you what's your comfort level if you don't want to be taking public transportation then book private tours book pi private transportation from the uh, airport to the hotel you know so these are things that can keep you safe if you feel, oh, maybe traveling on my own is too much. Definitely. And yeah, that, that, um, you have to, you have, you have to do what you feel comfortable because traveling is fun and you got to make it enjoyable and you got to be comfortable the whole time. But, um, we all make mistakes in traveling and big travel fails. What's your most memorable travel fail? And what do you see people make the biggest, most mistakes in, in traveling. Oh my God. Huge travel fail. I planned a trip to Australia, but I was stopping in New Zealand before. I went to New Zealand and it occurred to me, wait, I was already there. Do I need visa to Australia? Because when you have an American passport, you don't even think about that. You think mm -hmm. like you're approved to most of the country. That's like a rookie mistake. <laughs> well, luckily, they actually sell you the visa online, but you need to have it 24 hours prior. And I was about like 36 hours prior when I decided to check. So in that instance, it worked out perfectly. 
But could you imagine I get to the airport and I don't have the visa then? Oh, yeah. my God. After I went so far. So that's yeah, my one dad of the biggest mistakes, not checking visa requirements for my passport. Definitely. My dad did the same thing. Like he was going to Brazil for work one time. And I'm like, dad, are you sure you don't need a visa? He's like, no, I'm, I have an American passport. So I drove him to the airport, dropped him off. 15 minutes later, he's like, can you come pick me up? I need a visa. <laughs> Luckily, we were at home, so it was fine. And he was able to travel a few more days later. But it was um, it, that that's made me always like research. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that trip that I did was all messed up completely in terms uh, my husband calls this the best mistake I've ever made in my life. I went to Cairns because I wanted to do uh, diving in the Barrio Reef. And then I was mm. going to go to Sydney. And in the airport, they tell me they could not find my reservation in the system. And I didn't understand why. So I get my email. What happens is in February and March, it looks exactly the same when February is 28 days. So if you look at the calendar, they look exactly the same. I thought mm. I was booking February 16th on a Thursday. I actually ended up booking March 16th on a Thursday, a month later. And I had no idea because <laughs> I didn't plug it into my calendar or anything. I just figured, oh, I picked the right day. So I had to buy a brand new flight. And I was crying oh. at the airport, upset with myself. Like, how did I make this mistake? <laughs> and because of it, I ended up meeting my now husband. So... Oh, wow. See? He says that's the best mistake you ever made in your life. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that, that reminds me of a quote. Like when I was doing the Camino, like I um, I met this one guy and he was very philosophical, but he, so on the Camino, they call you pellegrinos, which means pilgrims. And um, I said, oh yeah, the other day I got lost. I thought I was going down a trail and, and had to walk back. And he goes, a pilgrim's never lost you know, you're just on your own journey, you and you never know what life is going to bring you. So, you know, it's, you know, you, you didn't plan on <laughs> making that mistake, but it did, it brought you to to meet your husband, which is, yeah. it's, it's a great story. And <laughs> yes, I mean, back then, I didn't understand it. But yeah, you know, yeah. It takes years, I was yeah. still distraught, like, how oh, dare. That's awesome. And then um, was that your most memorable trip or what was? Uh... It is one of the most memorable. It was a solo trip and I went diving and I don't even know how to swim. So... Oh, wow. How'd you grow up in DR and not know how to swim? <laughs> well, I lived in Santiago, which is the center of the country. And, oh, okay. you know, we don't have necessarily accessibility to pools and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think I went to the beach, but when I was little, my mom came here when I was nine. So um, I, you know, yeah, yeah, life is very different in the art. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how, how, how have you been um, maintaining during the pandemic since a lot of us can't travel or, you know, it's too risky or like, how have you maintained? Well, what I did is that I started hosting virtual travel parties with Latino world travelers. And um, so what we do is we invite Latinos to share their experiences traveling to a country so we can inspire each other about those destinations because it's really hard. It's really tough. I will do seven to 10 trips a year. Now I'm down to zero trips. Mm -hmm. That has, I've really taken a, it has really taken a toll on me, but I am staying at home because I want us to like beat this 
situation and, and then be able to travel freely. Uh, the only thing that I did this entire time is I did a cross-country trip. I um, covered 10 states moving back from California to where I live now, which is in New Jersey. This is where home is for me. And I had a fabulous time going through Idaho, uh, South Dakota. Um, we went to um, so many states. <laughs> and uh, my goal is to visit all 50 states. I've actually been to 33 states already. Oh, yeah, so out of 50. So I'm like, I just have a couple of more to do. It's, it's easier to travel when you're road tripping than mm-hmm. when you are flying on airplanes because then you're depending on other people and you know their habits uh while yeah. be staying safe but if you drive you have more control over it you know yeah. so we made sure we stay in specific chains of hotels that had a specific standards for having their their rooms clean or their 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 like lobby area we didn't touch anything we had hand sanitizer in the car in my purse Whatever we went, we had hand sanitizer. We bought two packs of masks. We would change them every day, change the mask. So we brought our own sheets and we will put it on top of the hotel sheets. We didn't want to yeah. touch anything. <laughs> it's just a few extra steps now, but it's definitely possible if you're, if you're safe and methodical. And, and driving, of course, is, is a lot safer than, than flying because... Um, you're, you're confined to your space is not yeah. random people. And this is the perfect time to explore the US. You yeah. don't have as many tourists because the country is technically closed. So you can actually experience it better. And the United States is so beautiful. Every single state is so different from each other, from the people to the food, to the landscape. I absolutely, the United States is one of my favorite countries to travel. And road tripping is so cool, too, because you see things you would never see flying. You know, you drive through little towns that you didn't even know existed and you, you just see the different landscapes and people. And yeah, I, I did a road trip from Florida, South Florida to Denver, and we went through Louisiana, Texas. And, and it was pretty cool because you see and you can kind of feel like other than the sign, you know, welcome to Texas. It's just a different um, environment, geography. And then it's a really cool experience. You can stop where you're like, Hey, look, there's a ghost town. Let's, let's stop and check that out along the way. And it, it, it um, really, you know, avenues that you never thought were there, like event, uh, attractions or and whatnot, mm-hmm. you can really um, take advantage of it's that. That's, and I like that. Maybe I'll take a, a long road trip. I want to do I want to do another one another cross trip going in the opposite direction and visit like Kentucky Colorado Utah because I went through Mm -hmm. more of the northern area when I came here but now I want to go more through through the center and the middle area kind of yeah and you said you've been doing um virtual travel parties yes what what countries have you had had these parties for like where with these Latinos? So we have had over 50 countries and my goal is to cover all 193 UN uh, countries. Um, yesterday, precisely, we covered Ghana. So we had an Argentinian uh, traveler, Andres, who wanted to, uh, he has been to Ghana four times already and absolutely loves it. He's going in April again. And I told him, no, you need to do an episode. Because people need yeah. to see what you did in Ghana, how you did it, and how you navigated a whole country. And so they can feel inspired to say, if he did it, I can do it too. I have the tools now to do it because he showed me 
what kind of foods to expect, what kind of uh, amenities or uh, attractions to to go to. And it's just seeing it from another Latino's eyes is very different than if you see it on like one of those TV shows, you know, with mm -hmm. people who don't represent you. Exactly. It's a totally yeah. different thing. So we have had uh, almost all Latin American countries we have. We're still missing a few. A lot of European countries, um, a couple of Asian countries, but my goal is to cover all of them. So the South Africa one was really good. Um, someone did Egypt too, Spain. I mean, so many countries we have covered already. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Japan. And then, oh. Japan is one of the top ones. Oh, my God. Belize. Belize. I was so surprised. I've never been to Belize. And when she did that presentation, I say I want to go already like yesterday. It was so good. Uh, things that you don't expect, you know? Mm -hmm. And all these are on YouTube, right? So people can see them. Correct. They are all in our YouTube channel. Over 50 episodes already. I'll definitely um, put a link to that. So, um, yeah, let's do some like rapid fire questions. You can just answer them. Things that popped up during the, the interview. Sure. So what's, yeah, you said you love to eat. What's one food that you're like, why would I ever eat that? That surprised you? Shark. Shark. Yes. I'm very adventurous. I've had like ostrich, um, uh, well, um, I, I, como se llama? Yo le digo Rudolf. Yo comía Rudolf. Anything. I, I eat it and I try it because I don't like people telling me stuff. I want to try it on my own. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Um, you know, but that the, the chark, it was fermented chark. And then I, I attempted to have, um, to have a raw chark. But the ammonia smell killed me. I, I shouldn't have smelled it before I ate it. <laughs> and, and I just couldn't do it. It was in Iceland when I tried that. Wow. Is that is that a staple on your menu now all the time? <laughs> <laughs> but you never would have known if you hadn't tried it. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't like people telling me I like to try it and then I can decide. Definitely. What's um what's your goal for for Latino world travel? Five years from now, how would you want somebody to describe the organization? I want us to be the number one community in the world for Latinos to share their experiences and not feeling ashamed of sharing their experiences. Um, I want to be in the forefront of the travel and tourism industry where we are partnering with brands and bringing things to, to our community, um, whether it is, oh, we're partnering with Delta and Delta is going to give you flights at this price. Um, you know, we're going to do this trip, which I'm actually going to plan it, to Antarctica, and oh, join us. I want to see a hundred Latinos going to Antarctica. Do you know that Latinos in Antarctica hashtag doesn't exist? Oh, I was wow. like, what? I'm going <laughs> to change that. I want to, I mean, I've visited all six continents. So this is my mm -hmm. seventh continent. And I'm like, That's I awesome. want to go. And I'm sure other Latinos want to go. So we're going to create a hashtag and make it go trending. Latinos in yeah. Antarctica. Yeah, I saw you post the other day about the Pan American um, Highway. That, that's a dream of mine to drive down that whole thing and see all those countries. 
but it ends like around Chile and Argentina. And then you could just hop over. It's, it's not a, it's not a cheap trip to go to Antarctica, but it's definitely bucket list item. It is definitely a bucket list item, but uh, you know, we use money for so many other reasons. Why not for an experience of a lifetime? It is really an experience of a lifetime. And I, when I go, I want to be surrounded by people like me. Imagine us playing reggaeton in Antarctica. Like what? <laughs> Bad Bunny and the Penguins. Exactly. You know, right? <laughs> what What's one place that you've traveled multiple times that never gets tiring? Ooh. Well, I've been to Mexico a couple of times, to Spain, and to Egypt. Oh. And to Dubai, I mean, and that's the all other thing. Like once you like a place, you go many times. And that's why I guess I've been slow in covering so many countries. I've, I've been to 29, but if I had not re gone repeatedly to all those other countries, I'm sure I would have been many more. Canada I've been many times too. So, but the one I really, really love, Egypt. I was so surprised. Um, I actually, the last time I went, I spent 30 days there. And, oh, wow. and and I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful country, you know. And the history, too. I, I'm a big history buff, so I love to to see the history and yeah. the people so welcoming. It was just great, and I have friends that like that live who live there, and and I'm like, don't worry, I'm coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that guest room open. And then the last question I like to ask a lot of our guests is, um. What's the mantra that you keep for yourself that keeps your, your drum beating and, you know, that keeps you going and motivated to, to do all these great things? A mantra. Well, I, I really love the motto of Latino world travelers, dream, discover, and inspire. Because sometimes as Latinos, we don't allow ourselves to dream. We always limit our dreams, whether it was because of how we were raised, whether we, it is because of how our society is shaping us, we don't allow ourselves to dream. And that's why I like to do all these things with Latino World Travelers to like spark that curiosity and allow yourself to like, wow, I can dream and visualize myself there in those spaces. Whether marketing is not allowing me to do it, but then I'm going to use Latinos themselves as a tool to allow you to dream that you can see yourself oh this person went to australia so i can make it happen this person went to uh russia then i can make it happen too and then when i say um discover is discovering who you are as you are traveling to these countries yes you can get to know yourself when you're here but until you put yourself in other cultures immersing yourself in other lifestyles with other people, then you can introspectively look at yourself and say, who am I? What am I in this earth to do? And then you start discovering little by little, what do you like? Who do you want to be? How do you want to transform yourself? And then inspire because through your journey, you are inspiring yourself. That's one. Because you're inspiring yourself to be better and bigger and more every day. But you're inspiring the people who are around you. And that's why I love it because you create a, tr a trickle effect. Once you do it, someone is going to look at you and you're going to be their inspiration. And then that person is going to start doing it too. And then another person is going to be their inspiration. And, and we create like a shame reaction. 
Mm, so Latino World Travelers is like that catalyst to spark your curiosity and then for you to inspire others to follow your footsteps. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And um, well, thank you so much. Like I think that we we all learned and a lot about you as well as Latino World Travelers and everything they can offer. Um, what are some of the services that you do offer to, to the public as well as like, how can people find you and follow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, some of the products or services that we offer is that we do group trips. So we launched the trip to Peru. We are going to launch the trip to Antarctica. And we, wanna, we just want to see how uh, COVID evolves mm-hmm. to plan more of those trips. Because sometimes the biggest challenge that people have is the planning of the trip. So we take care of that. Or the biggest challenge, maybe you don't find friends to go with you and you don't want to go on your own. That's perfectly fine. We have a whole crew right here. We call it the Perreo crew. (laughs) For you to uh, join and and build friendships and create new experiences. We also do uh, host uh, get-togethers and meetups. And those are completely free. It's just for you to join us. We have hosted, uh, we went hiking. We, we did um, luminosity, which is like an installation of art and lights. So we try to host different activities to get people together, um, to get to know each other. And people have built long lasting friendships just based from our trips and from our events. Um, and now we're hosting the festival, um, which we are also gonna have a networking session for you to meet other people. See all the incredible speakers that we're going to have. We have an amazing lineup, guys. So I'm so excited that you're giving out three tickets because yeah. they're going to have a blast on this uh, event. And eventually, we're going to keep releasing other things. We want to launch our blog because uh, we are not featured anywhere, Latinos. So mm-hmm. we want to keep inspiring people in many different ways. So we want to highlight those Latinos. And um, through our blog, it's going to be one way to highlight and providing resources to people on how to travel cheaper for longer amounts of time. Whether you get a week vacation, how can, how can we cut that to half? Instead of spending $5,000, how can you travel in like $2,000 or $3,000 with your whole family? And that's one of the workshops we're going to have in our, one of the panels we're going to have in our events. We're going to have parents that travel with three to four children to show you how you can travel with your children at a very affordable price, which is travel hacking, guys. That is the the whole mission. If you can learn how to travel hack, you're going to be good to go. So we're also developing a course to teach you how to travel hack, which is going to be coming soon. We are developing it right now. It's taking longer than expected because we want to give you the best information ever. But uh, once you are able to travel hack, you're going to take off and go. Watch. Definitely, definitely. But, but thank you again so much, Vanessa. Um, I encourage everybody to, to sign up for, for her workshop, the, the festival that's coming up in March. Follow her on Instagram, on YouTube, Facebook. She has a big group. And um, her website, I, I'll put the link in the, in the bio. Mm-hmm. But yes, definitely hop on this, start saving now, plan. So when, once this pandemic dies down, 
you know, we can grow as a big force as Latinos and, yes, you know, absolutely. <laughs> really take over the world. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again, Vanessa. Thank you. Remember to follow us, Latino World Travelers, and you can follow me, Latina World Travelers. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, hit subscribe and of course follow us on IG, Facebook, and all their social media platforms at Platform Latino. That's P L A T F O R M L A T I N O. Thanks again and have a wonderful and inspired day. Mm -hmm.